Walker Zanger is design realized. How will you be inspired? Find out when you step inside the showroom, a podcast by Walker Zanger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Showroom, a podcast by Walker Zanger. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. And today I'm joined by Pieta Donovan. She is an interior designer for Pieta Donovan Interiors. Pieta, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, uh, today we're going to be talking because you have a new collection of ceramic and cement tile available through Walker Zanger. And today I really want to focus on the inspiration for the designs in that collection and how you kind of how these designs came to be, really. And I, I want to start off by talking about your background, because it seems like your childhood in Australia and your experiences just traveling around the world and seeing the world and even just where you live now in New York has made a huge impact on who you are as a designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. Um, all of my formative years were really spent in Australia and New Zealand and all of my education in Australia and New Zealand. I was born in New Zealand but um, spent um, about five years living in that country. Um, and I think, you know, we're all a reflection of of our environment and our experience. Um, and so there's so many parts to, like, who I am and, um, and where I kind of draw from. Um, in terms of my background, um, I've lived in a few different countries. I've lived in New Zealand, Australia, the UK, and here in the United States. I've been here for 20 years, um, and traveled a good amount for leisure and for business to lots of different parts of the world, which is of course, incredibly influential. Um, but I think that my education in Australia was has been a huge part of my design thinking and going to a university to study design in Sydney. Um, the lecturers really instilled this, um, this need f- to be curious as a designer and hmm. um, to investigate the origins of materials and and the methods and technical side of installation. So that I guess was probably the most impactful moment for me as a as a young training designer, um, understanding that and having that being so heavily instilled. And it's really stayed with me um, even to today, where I love um, I love to collaborate with various trades and construction and to learn from the professionals in their chosen field. Um, and having a an inherent interest in the manufacturing process of materials um, and where they come from, like uh, natural stone or man-made tile, um, wood flooring, or even veneers has been such a, a huge part of my background. Um, I will never forget the first time that I went to see um, a veneer factory, basically. Mm-hmm. I have been working on a project where I designed a, a dropped ceiling, this curved drop ceiling, Um, on 18th Street in Manhattan and went to um, a place called U.S. Veneers in the Bronx where I got to select um, raw material from uh, these enormous drawers. They kind of look like the the drawers that bodies are kept in in a morgue, but this was specifically for veneers. And so um, being able to see that and and looking at these sort of 15 feet long slices of of exotic trees and different species was, you know, just in an early moment of my career so impactful in 
maintaining and opening up that my sort of mind to where things come from and how they're made. And um, so that's been a, a big part of, of my background. Um, uh, I think that um, in terms of like how Australia and my background as a child of Australia or my childhood there um, has proven to be uh, incredibly impactful in my process and where I draw my inspiration from. Um, in particular, the the uh, tile collection that I worked on for Walker Zenga, um, where I was not given a brief to, um, to create the designs that I came up with. Um, I found that it was sort of interesting, like I was clearly longing for the country that I come from. Um, and so much of the inspiration came from experiences as a child or um, nostalgia for the the time that I lived in as a child, be, being the 70s slash 80s. Um, and so that was kind of an interesting thing to have that, um, that nostalgia, that sort of latent nostalgia resurface in a, a time where I was being incredibly creative and exploring new ideas. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious about this, you know, just kind of as you talk about that inspiration kind of from, um, you know, from Australia and from, you know, kind of those those formative childhood years. Can you trace a lot of your designs back to certain objects or to certain patterns that you remember from those years or that you have in your mind from Australia? Or do, do you kind of come up with designs and then look at it and say, oh, yeah, maybe it's from this and it's a little bit more ambiguous? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think especially for this collection with Walker Zenga, um, the through line is incredibly strong for me. It's very um, – it's almost literal for me and um, – and I can absolutely trace things back um, to the initial sort of genesis of, of the idea that I was kind of drawing um, from. Um, and I do find that like that moment where you do kind of come up with a, a kernel of a creative thought, um, uh, that is to me such an interesting um, and elusive kind of part of of the overall creative process like I'm still not sure where it comes from but it just mm -hmm. pops up out of somewhere um, inside of me and so I mean there are a number of different tiles in the line um, for example there's a tile called uh, Butterham um, which is very much a reincarnation of uh, 70s wallpaper that I remember as a young child uh, when I was living in Queensland in Australia um, and the way that it sort of came up um, was interesting. Like once I started drawing it, I started seeing other things in it as well. And so it's named Butterham because it resembles a, a ginger flower um, from an area from this town called Butterham where they grow ginger in Queensland. And so there are a lot of little memories and, and, um, and sweet sort of emotions that were sort of surfacing that I was plugging from. Um, there's another tile in the line called um, Neenish, which is inspired by uh, my mother's favourite pastry um, called a Neenish tart, uh, which <laughs> looks like a, a black and white cookie. Mm -hmm. um, but it's iced like half pink and half white and it's like a little cream tart. Um, and so that was the inspiration behind this one particular tile. And if you see the tile, you'll really clearly see the literal um, 
reference. Um, and then there are other things like um, some of the names for the tiles, uh, the designs of them, or the colorways of uh, direct connections to flora and fauna in Australia, um, or places that I've visited. Um, and um, or other emotional experiences. So um, there's one colorway. It's a, a very sort of um, golden light marigold color um, called Carnaby, which um, came to me as I was sort of recollecting a, an image of my mother, a photograph that I've seen in my past of her on Carnaby Street in like 1970 wearing this like yellow mod dress. And so it was sort of like <laughs> directly connected to that, but also deeply personal and, and filled with, with nostalgia and, and, um, and love for, you know, my, my past and my family and my country. Um, and there's so much more I could go on and on. Every little design has some kind of connection to me yeah. personally, um, that I can definitely sort of, um, create, create the story path for. Hmm. So when you're when you're in the process of creating a collection like this, when you have these moments of inspiration, do you go write it down or go find that picture that, you know, that you remember or something like that and then create the design right then? Or are you kind of constantly grabbing little bits and pieces and then you sit down and create it all at once just over the course of, you know, a, a certain amount of time? What's that creative process like for you? Um, I think for me it's... It's an ongoing, any time of the day kind of thing. Like inspiration mm -hmm. can come from anything that um, I've taken in with my eyes um, and also um, from a desire to create something that I want but maybe cannot find in the market. Um, and so it's usually, it starts with um, with simple sketches, um, little ideas that come to my mind, Um it could be um, something that I've seen. It could be like a, a grate in a road drain or a, um, some of the, the iron fences in, in Brooklyn where I live on the outside of the brownstones or something more obvious like a architectural detail or facade detail or mm -hmm. a piece of art that I've seen. But it really can come from anywhere um, and at any time. And so my... Husband and my daughter are quite used to me sort of being in maybe in the supermarket and whipping out my sketchbook and saying, oh, I just have to jot this down. And I've seen some <laughs> like packaging or something that I, I find interesting or there's sure. a shadow of, on something. So um, that's kind of where it starts. It really starts with just a, a quick impression and a sketch form. And then I'll take that into um, AutoCAD where the the fun sort of begins. It's like I, I'll draw yeah. out that design on AutoCAD and then I'm ena that enables me to to see what happens when you piece them together and you combine them in different ways, um, <clears throat> be it like offsetting the pattern or um, quarter turning it or bulking them together and then quarter turning it and alternating like uh, bulks of four patterns, uh, four tiles, um, and quickly realize that some patterns and some shapes really lent themselves to anywhere from 20 to 30 different ways of installing it which became a real sort of fascination with me and probably relates back to my interest in like tessellations in art that I learned about when I was like 11 and um, things like that so 
Yeah. Um, and I think that once I started doing that, it felt like the there were no limitations to what you could potentially create. Um, and it was exciting to see how different patterns could be formed by mm. moving them around. And so using AutoCAD was a really great um, facilitator in that. Um, and then it would move from that process to um, um, to developing colorways and, and palettes um, and seeing how colors can interact with the actual patterns and make or break a pattern in a sense, you know, depending on the color balance um, per design. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I find I found really interesting about your story, just kind of as I as I read a little bit about before this podcast was you kind of stepped back from the day to day of working in a studio and kind of designing uh, day in, day out uh, to focus on your family and to you know surrounding the birth of your daughter and that sort of thing. Mm. How did that space really kind of help create the atmosphere necessary for this collection and maybe open up a world of creativity? Yeah, it was. um it was pretty much everything, <laughs> I might say, um, <laughs> which was an absolute surprise to me and a, and a complete gift. I mean, when I had my daughter, I, I felt pretty strongly about um, not working and, and being available and being a stay-at-home parent, um, which I was incredibly happy doing. Um, I was also pretty naive about uh, the, the re-entry process when you decide that you do want to get back to work. Um, I was incredibly naive about that. So mm -hmm. that posed a whole other set of problems and my expectations around re-entering the workforce um, were sort of blown away, um, which, um, which forced me to be a little bit more creative in just the ways that I might re-enter work. I, I had figured out that I didn't want to be working in a studio atmosphere um, under the pressures of, of deadlines and, and all of those things. I wanted to still be available to be with my family when I did start working again. But the time that I didn't work, um, there were about six or seven years there where it really just enabled me to like step back and, and get a, a new perspective on the industry and a new perspective on what was trending and and um, and to be just sort of curious and and wander around and take in things without any pressures um, in um, the working office um, and so I just sort of had that time to analyze trends and reevaluate myself and what I wanted to achieve as a designer um, and I think it was um, the the bigger gift was really just that time to think and come up with some new ideas. I had started when I'd started to think about work again. I um, I mean, at the time that I wasn't working, I was really not at all inter interested in the design industry or mm -hmm. work. I was so focused on on what I was doing um, and. So when I did start thinking about getting back to work, I started going to some industry shows and things like that to see what materials might have been new and was kind of struck by how little things had changed over a span of about seven or eight years, um, which really sort of set me off. And um, and I, it just sort of started coming to me. I was thinking about um, products that I was interested in maybe being a part of um, the production process of, um, I had mo more of my experience 
in my professional life has been connected to the stone industry um, and finishes and and um, the acquisition of finishes for large-scale projects that I was working on when I was the vice president of interior design at Extel Development, where I would be responsible for acquiring and selecting enormous blocks of material in Europe where I would to the quarries directly and select blocks of material and mm-hmm. witness them being sliced up like a loaf of bread and, and <laughs> being able to really control what materials we wanted for our buildings. Um, and so I, I've had a good amount of experience um, with that industry and the sort of inside extremities of that industry. Um, and I always found it incredibly fascinating. Um, even the tile production, uh, it just really sort of resonated with me. And it was something that as a finish, I really find exhilarating and beautiful and um, tile and stone is def- definitely like my passion and it's where a lot of my expertise lies. So um, so it kind of was a natural thing for me, I think, to be focused on, on tile as a product to maybe um, create inside of. So that's kind of... Um, that's how that all happened and it really did happen in that time when I was outside of a working environment um no longer employed and um and free of just those day-to-day stresses and deadlines and um and just being given the gift of, of time and perspective and reflection um which was really a big surprise to me it almost kind of reminds me of, uh, I realize that the art form is, is different, but it almost reminds me of a musician, you know, who under the, the stress of, you know, having a record deal and creating something mm. new and feeling that pressure almost um, feels like they don't do their, their best work, but then kind of when given the artistic freedom to explore different things, to take the inspiration like you talked about and really uh, kind of find the things that they love, they're, they're able to create things that maybe they're more proud of and that are more uh, widely accepted and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it definitely, you know, not everyone is in a position where they can sort of pull back and, and take time out. Mm. Um, but if, uh, you know, I sort of recommend that if you ever are, if you can just take even a, a few weeks, you know, Americans don't seem to take enough vacations. <laughs> don't get a lot of time to do that in this country. Um, and so, yeah, like taking that time out and, and really just sort of detaching and disconnecting oh, so so important um, for the creative process and and that was yeah. really one of the benefits of of not working and being a stay-at-home parent so I really enjoyed hearing you talk about just uh, that that exploration and that love for kind of the stone industry and, and getting kind of down to the nitty-gritty and getting to go to factories and see the materials mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I thought that was really interesting. It kind of reminded me of a chef that takes a lot of care in choosing <laughs> the right ingredients, right? Yeah. Um, in, in that, like, the final product has a lot to do with, you know, the materials selected and how they're how they're sourced and things along those lines. And that kind of brings me to, my, uh, to your relationship with Walker Zanger and how this partnership and this collection really came about. You guys... Um, that this partnership kind of formed over that mutual love of exploring those materials, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, I would say that it did. Um, I think also a large component of that was that um, I'd been specifying materials through Walker's Anger for 15 or, or more years, um, 15 to 20 years. And um, when I was working with Extel, I was traveling 
with Jonathan Zenger um, a, a number of times to different areas of Europe to uh, select materials um, at the source and, and in the quarries. And so I think that in that time and having those experiences with him, we really were able to um, create a, a great professional bond that was very much based on like trust and, and faith. And I really enjoyed him. We have a great rapport. And so he was always someone um, for me professionally that I, I wanted to maintain a connection with. Um, so when I wasn't working, he was still somebody that I would check in with from time to time and was always interested to hear what was happening with him and his business. And, um, and it was, um, only about three years ago when he and I had been chatting over lunch one day. Um, and I had said to him that I had been, I had started generating these thoughts and these designs and, um, had a number of drawings. I think at that time I had about 25 different designs and I'd mentioned to him that I would love for him to see them. Um, and he had said, well, that's interesting because we're, we've just been discussing, um, a new collection and adding on a new collection, um, uh, something that would provide customers with a, a new aesthetic, something that's a little bit different from what they had been doing. Um, and so, uh, I met with him and showed him and that's kind of where it all started. So, um, and that process with Walker's Anger um, from beginning till launch and still today as we're getting the product out there uh, has been an incredible experience um, working with everybody at the company um, that I've worked alongside with uh, has been uh so transformative in terms of like um feeling as though the the design intent uh was so honored from beginning to end and that is probably a very rare thing i think it's rare for a designer to be given an opportunity like this um without a brief firstly like just to be able to put forward my ideas um was a real luxury um and has really uh, worked out beautifully. So how many designs did you create in total, um, kind of while you worked on this collection and what was that process of narrowing it down like? Mm, they, Walker Zenga made the initial selections of the designs that we then further developed. Um, so I think I may have shown them, um, about, 30 and they really went through and selected what they thought would be best for for the collection um, that they wanted to put forward it's a pretty large collection um, and so there's a lot of different um, shapes and there's the two different materials that you've talked about the cement and the handmade ceramic um, and there are around nine different colorways um, and and a few more with the cement um, Oh yeah, so I, we had started. I think I initially showed them about thirty or um, or so designs. So we, they selected about eleven, of which then I spent um, about you know, a number of weeks um, working out the specific color palettes um, and how the colors would interact with each other in some of the cement tiles, being that they're multicolor, um, and then just narrowing down these ceramic glaze colors um, to 
what we have now. Um, we did have more colourways that were produced in sample form um, that we had to sort of comb through and really edit in a way that was kind of painful, actually. <laughs> that was probably <laughs> the most painful process is the sure. sort of elimination of, of things to to really create a, a strong um, collection. But it, it was painful at the time. And now when I look at the collection, I feel like we did such a, a fantastic job of that. Um, the colours are really beautiful. They're fresh. They're a little bit new. Um, there is a good enough variation of uh, saturation levels and and shades um, and they really blend beautifully together which was another feature of the entire collection absolutely well you can go and you know see the collection at walkerzanger.com and i also found that your pinterest page is a great place to see um these designs uh, the, the photos on there are just absolutely fantastic yeah, they're and great. you're right yeah, thank you just yeah just beautiful colors and uh just different and fun patterns and that sort of thing and i don't i'm i am not an interior design guru <laughs> to, in in the least bit but i really really enjoy just getting to see these designs and see them kind of in their settings and that sort of thing just to uh just to get to experience them a little more and now knowing some of the stories behind them I think makes it even more impactful yeah thank you thank you yeah it's always so interesting to hear the background behind anything isn't it anything yeah. in the creative field um but yeah I'm, I'm incredibly happy with how everything turned out you know there's some really special details in there especially with the ceramic tile and the way that the tiles lay out together and the joints that are created like with the grout and being able to play with grout in a different way because it's kind of a highlight of the actual tile and the installation mm -hmm of the tile so I'm really curious to see what people do with it um and even just like you said like seeing the photographs of of mounted and and installed and grouted material is thrilling for me because everything up until very recently has been um pretty much in my mind's eye and so I'm seeing it in um uh as the the finished product and it's it's really very special yeah, it's almost like seeing it again for the first time, yeah. right? When, like, yeah. you, you you know all the designs really well, you know, you've mm -hmm. worked on them so hard, but then seeing them actually, like, I guess installed and, like, in place, I suppose it's almost like, I don't know, re-experiencing re yeah, it, it or is. something like that. Yeah, 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 it's an interesting evolution. And even just going, like, went to uh, the factory outside of San Miguel um, where the ceramic, the handmade ceramic tiles are made and just seeing, like, the raw product going through the kilns and, and being fired and then sort of, you know, the glazed product and packaged. It was a really fascinating experience. Well, this has been uh, just so much fun getting to hear a little bit more about your creative process and the inspiration behind this collection. And I really hope everyone goes and checks it out. But Pieta Donovan, thank you so much for uh, taking some time today to talk to me a little bit more about uh, your creation and, and this collection. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. And everyone, be sure to go subscribe to The Showroom either on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to go subscribe so you get the latest episode downloaded directly to your device. And of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes of The Show. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for listening.